Welcome to Unreconstructed, brought to you by confederateshop.com. Here's your host, Matt Miller. Hello, and welcome back to the Unreconstructed podcast. It's been a while since I've recorded an episode, and that is my mistake, y'all. I've been uh, awful busy this Christmas season. This past year has been a, a year of new items, new products, uh, new ideas, and uh, bringing a bunch of new items to the forefront for our shop. I've been busy to say the least, but I have neglected this podcast. And uh, it's not because I didn't want to, it's just finding the time to record. Um, So most recently, as you all know, the Arlington Confederate Memorial is or has been removed. I wanted to give just a a brief outline of what I know and what the uh, story is there with the with the monument. Um, So most recently, I think it was about a year ago, could be a little over a year ago, there was talk within the federal government on removing the Reconciliation Monument, the Confederate Memorial there in Arlington National Cemetery. As you know, the federal government has been on a rampage to change our history, to uh, rename the Confederate bases, to rename uh, streets. Anything that has anything to do with Confederate history is being taken down, is being taken away. So in that process, the Arlington Memorial, uh, which in my opinion is a grave marker for the artist and Confederate veteran Sir Moses Ezekiel, who is buried underneath the monument. Um, but the Arlington Memorial is just another piece in the destruction of, uh, of our history and our heritage. Now, I want everyone to understand these bases, these names of bases, these monuments that were put up, many times these were erected, put up, and named after Confederates in the honor of Confederates, Uh, for reconciliation. Now, in the early 1900s, much of, you know, we had a divided, we had a divided nation prior to 1900. Um, The federal government saw it fit. We need to come together as a nation. And what better way to do that than to recognize and honor Confederates and their service and their heroes and allow them to venerate and honor their forefathers, their ancestors, and and whatnot. Um, So they did that. And quite often, and I've talked in this podcast before, quite often we had union veterans within the federal government donating money to Confederate memorials and asking that other senators and congressmen, northerners, would do the same um, in order to honor, you know, men like Robert E. Lee. So I think the Arlington Memorial is just another piece of that. And we see that through the history with the memorial itself. And I call it, a lot of people call it the Reconciliation Memorial because really that's what it is. Um, It was designed by Sir Moses Ezekiel. He was a renowned sculptor and artist. He was, I think he was the first um, Jewish American artist to be recognized internationally. Um, He is also a Confederate veteran. Right, he served. He was the first uh, Jewish cadet uh, that graduated from the Virginia Military Institute down there in Lexington, Virginia. He was also a veteran of the Battle of New Market, 
So he was one of those boys that charged across the field. They're in Newmarket, and he was a hero. Um, he's also an artist, beautiful artist here. If you look at that memorial, um, it's been a while since I've seen it. But uh, you look at photos, it is so detailed, it's so beautiful. There's so many wonderful parts to that memorial as well. I mean, you could just sit there all day and study it and look at the detail and figure out what, uh, what the meaning is behind all the, all the pieces that go with it. But um, it was probably his most ambitious statue. I mean, this thing is like 32 feet tall. Um, and it was commissioned by the United Daughters of the Confederacy, which is an organization that is still in existence today. If you love Confederate history, you've probably heard of them. Um, but I just want to read a short excerpt here from the history connected to uh, William Howard Taft, one of the uh, presidents at the time. Um, so the monument was designed to be placed at Arlington Cemetery, a site once prohibited to the Confederate dead. The project was championed by the Secretary of War and later President of the United States, William Howard Taft. Keeping up with custom, Ezekiel chase, uh, chiseled words from Scripture as a narrative to the bronze monument, quote, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. With elaborate symbols and central figures similar to religious liberty, the statue was meant to represent a past of heroic sacrifice and a future of great promise. I just think that it's interesting that a couple U.S. presidents supported this, Taft and also President McKinley. Um, in June of 1900, President McKinley supported a bill to establish a Confederate section to Arlington National Cemetery. Of course, this was unprecedented. Before then, um, that resulted in the reinterring of some 260 Confederate bodies from various burial places to his designated section of Arlington Cemetery. A few, a few years later, Secretary of War William Taft received a request for erecting a monument in the Confederate burial area, Section 16. Of course, this is the, the most Ezekiel monument that we're speaking of. So, really the idea that these, uh, these two former presidents had in mind, uh, one of which, by the way, was a, uh, um, a Union veteran, Union soldier from, I believe, an Ohio unit, um, President McKinley, and McKinley gave a, a really moving, really moving speech with the, uh, with the dedication of the monument. And of course, hundreds of people were there. This was a, uh, a moment in history that it was just unprecedented. And I also want to mention too, Woodrow Wilson, which I'm not a fan of Wilson, by the way, um, but President Woodrow Wilson, another president, was also there. He was there at the unveiling and, uh, I believe he gave a speech, and um, yes, he did, actually, in fact, because I have a little excerpt of it here. He made the statement, it represented the best of America, a spirit of reconciliation, democracy, freedom, heroism, and patriotism. So there you go. You have three former U.S. presidents that uh, supported this monument, one of which was a Union veteran. Uh, you can't get you can't get much, uh, much more blatantly it needs to stay there than, than that historically. And that's, that's the thing that boggles my mind with the people who are trying to erase and destroy our history. They, they, and I've said this before in the podcast because it's so true. 
the very enemies of our Confederate ancestors and Confederates themselves, the very enemies, honored them and honored their heroes and heritage more than the people today who are trying to destroy it. They're just absolutely despicable. And they have no, they have no right to do what they're doing. Actually, according to Virginia state law, they don't. So, as far as I'm concerned, the rule of law is dead. Because what needs to happen is they need to, the U.S. Marshals or someone needs to go up there into Arlington and say, cease and desist, you can't, you can't do this. This is against the law. So, that's just my two cents on the issue. But the monument is coming down. And it doesn't look like there's any way that it's going to be stopped. What we do know, the rumors that I've heard, and I don't trust politicians, so I, you, can t you can take this as far as you want, but the governor of Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin, says he supports the monument and, and he, he is going to have it relocated uh, to the New Market Battlefield Park. And the New Market Battlefield Park is starting to become, a, I think, a graveyard for our monuments, which, don't get me wrong, better our monuments go there than in a public works place in Richmond, Virginia, like our beloved Robert E. Lee statue has. So the monument's supposed to go there. That's what the rumor is. I don't know if it's true or not. If it is, that's something Yunkin has done. Um... In my opinion, he is a typical politician. I think he's looking at his career, uh, the long game of his career. We don't really see him taking too much of a stand when it comes to our history, Virginia's history and heritage. We see that out of a lot of politicians. I could name a few conservative politicians, uh, some of which my personal friends have spoken to. They've spoken to these politicians, these Virginia politicians, and they said, are you going to defend Confederate history? And they'll say, yes, I'm going to defend Confederate history. But when it comes to take a vote, what do they do? They, <laughs> they vote to, uh, to destroy the history. So I've seen that. I've seen it happen. I've heard the stories too. So we'll see. I hope that it does go there uh, because I'm right down the road up from it. I'm right down the road from that park and... Uh, I'd like to I'd like to see the the memorial there at least it'll be protected and it won't be in a in a place where uh be around people that despise it I suppose but uh we'll see what happens to the graves too in Arlington. Uh what did they say the when they started uh started taking down the monuments uh is it oh that you know this stuff just belongs in in the museum and then they uh they take stuff out of the museum and they say one thing and then they do another. That's typical with these with these people. And and I don't believe there's any such thing there's such thing as compromise with our adversaries who are taking an taking an aim to utterly destroy everything that we hold dear and what we call precious. Um you know, to a listener who doesn't understand where we're coming from, they think that these memorials stand for Hatred, they think that it stands for uh, slavery, is probably the most preposterous, historically dumb thing that you could believe. And, and I say that because if you study the history of these monuments when they, when they are being erected, uh, 
the dedication speeches, which are hundreds because there are hundreds of monuments. There were hundreds of dedication speeches, but every one that I've ever read on any monuments that I'm interested in learning about, the, the people never mention race. They never mention slavery. If they do mention slavery, they mention how they weren't fighting for slavery to perpetuate the institution of slavery. They were fighting in order to preserve constitutional government and, uh, and liberty. So same as their forefathers before them in the first war for um, independence, the Revolutionary War that formed America. So these monuments, like I said, when you study those speeches, the people giving the speeches don't mention anything about race. They don't mention anything about white supremacy or anything like that. They're talking about reconciliation, venerating the dead, honoring the dead, um, and upholding those principles, carrying on those principles to their posterity, to their family. So do a little research and, and study, study into the, to the monuments. And it reminds me of the, the Lee Monument, and I may have mentioned this before. I have a photograph of the dedication of the Lee Monument, which was a, a huge ordeal. Um, the, just the parade in and of itself was tens of thousands of people, Tens of thousands of people were there for the unveiling, but I have a photograph of a bunch of Richmond residents in front of the statue taking a photograph, and about one-third of those people standing in front of the statue were black, um, which kind of goes against the narrative that these evil statues that are symbols of white supremacy would have attendees of color. Um, it goes against the standard narrative, and that's that's what real history does. At least what I've seen is the real history goes against the narrative we're all being spoon-fed today in our history books and, and everywhere else. So, yeah, that's that's my two cents on the Arlington Memorial. Let's hope that it finally gets moved. Let's hope that our history does get to be preserved. But one encouraging thing that I want to remind folks is just because they're taking down a few monuments doesn't mean we've lost. It doesn't mean that we are defeated. It, it, it means that we have taken a hit, and it's sad. We don't want to see it. But there are a few different ways to think about this, too. One is there are organizations out there right now, and I've mentioned this in my newsletter, that are erecting new monuments. They are putting out... Uh, putting up new flags. They are making new corners and museums to preserve relics in our, our history. One in particular, uh, one organization that I fully support and my store will always support is Monuments Across Dixie. They've already raised, I think, well over a dozen different monuments throughout the U.S., selling these monuments to whoever can wants to afford them, and they're reasonably priced. There's different sizes of them. But they provide a service and an opportunity for individuals, organizations to raise new monuments. So this is exciting. There's also a project going on, the Lee Rides Again project, down near Fairfield, Virginia, with the Gordonsville Grays of the Sons of Confederate Veterans, they are raising money to erect an exact replica of the General Robert E. Lee statue that was taken down in Richmond. 
So the project on that is actually, um, it's actually becoming a success. I, I spoke to the commander of the Gordonsville Grays. They've already raised well over $60,000, which is just a, a fraction of what we need, what they need to raise this monument. Monument, but they also have an artist who has made a uh, a copy, a small copy of what uh, the statue they're raising is going to look like. And like I said, it's a replica of the one from Richmond. So this statue is going to be raised in uh, Lee Jackson Park down there, and I think it's Fairfield. I could be mistaken about that. It's it's near Lexington, but it's right off 81. And right now there's a giant battle flag there. Anyway, they're going to put up this statue of Lee. They're going to have that giant battle flag. And it's going to be right along 81. So anybody who doesn't like it, that's tough. They can just turn their eyes when they're driving past it. They don't have to look at it. But this is our heritage. And this is what happens when we get pushed. When we get pushed and they say we can't celebrate our heritage and our history and it needs to go away. Okay, well, we're going to push back. We're going to raise other monuments. We're going to raise giant battle flags. And you got in our face, we're going to get in your face. That's just the way it goes. So we're going to keep spreading truthful history. And that's what we're doing. So we're not losing. They, they may be taking down Arlington. We're going to relocate it. That's fine. It's in a place around people who are very friendly to Confederate history. That's a good thing. And we're, we're raising more monuments. We're raising giant battle flags. We're spreading the truth the best we can. We're not, we're not losing. And I just want to stress that. I want to stress that to all listeners, that we don't have any reason to feel down or bad about what's going on. We should be encouraged, and it should light the fire underneath our feet to take action. And that's what it's doing for me, and that's why I, I really wanted to start this podcast. I'm not, in particular, a great speaker. I don't, in particular like being recorded or even videoed, um, but I want to do this because I care about the history and I care about my, my future, my children too, and what they're going to be taught and who they're going to admire because I want them to admire men like Lee and Jackson and Stewart and all of those great men. So that is Arlington, and I think that wraps up this short episode I hope you enjoyed. I wanted to mention a couple things too. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, go to the homepage and, uh, of our website. Go to the very bottom and just put your email in there for the newsletter. I send a newsletter out once a week. It's got uh, specials in it sometimes, new products, uh, a lot of different history articles. So sign up for that and you can immediately get updated on anything new that we're coming out with, I'm coming out with. I also started a YouTube channel. I just would tell you, just go there and watch videos. You don't need to subscribe. I'm not worried about subscribers or anything like that, but I just want the history to get out there. Uh, when I do this kind of stuff, I know I know the, hate, the hatred is going to uh, get worse. I already get quite a few trolls on all my social media platforms. I already get the phone calls when they can find our phone number, and I already uh, get the people that come to the shop. It doesn't bother me. My skin is, is alligator by now. It's water off a duck's back. I don't mind. But <laughs> I do still have to respond to the comments and sift through them, and that's always a pain. But uh, 
the more those videos get viewed, uh, the more they will reach people. And uh, that's a good thing. So go check out our YouTube channel and uh, ch check out all the resources we have on social media. Facebook, we have Facebook, we have an Instagram and all that stuff. But I hope that, uh, that y'all got something out of this episode. So thanks for listening. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your day.